Hey friends, welcome to episode 164 of the Fierce Calling Podcast. I'm your host, Dara Swift. I'm so thankful that you're listening in today. And we have been on a short break. Some of you know that my dad passed away back in November, and it's been a really difficult season for our family. So we took a short break, and I appreciate you all sticking around and listening to some of the past episodes, and I hope they really blessed you. And today's show is amazing. I have my friend with me, Gina Fox. Her ministry is Anchored by the Sword, and her podcast is of the same name. And I love her mission statement on her website. It says to encourage men and women to become anchored in God and experience real freedom found in His Word, our true sword. Amen to that. So we're looking forward to talking to Gina about some of the things she experienced as a teenager. She experienced some abusive relationships, some stalking that happened, and uh, different other things in her life that she has experienced. And she's going to share her story with us. And friend, I also want to mention that I am currently booking speaking engagements for some of 2024. I still have some uh, openings in 2024 and now going into 2025. And I would love to have a chat with you about speaking at your next women's event. So check out my website at doraswift.com and head to my speaking page, or you can also find me at womenspeakers.com. I know that what Gina has to share is going to encourage, inspire, and challenge you. So listen in. Welcome back to the Fierce Calling Podcast. Today, I'm excited to have my friend, Gina Fox. She is a wife, a fur mama, a ministry leader, writer, speaker, and she's the podcast host of Anchored by the Sword, which is an amazing podcast. So go subscribe to that. She came out of her own journey toward freedom, and she wants to bring that to others as well. And her ministry is actually called Anchored by the Sword Ministry. We're going to hear more about that. Gina, welcome to the show. Hi, Doris. And I'm really excited for us to get a chance to talk today. I love that. So I would love if you would share a little bit about your story and how you are taking action where your passion, compassion, and conviction intersect. So just a little bit uh, about my backstory. I grew up in a two-parent home. Um, I was a sick kid. I was in and out of the hospital um, with asthma when I was young. Um, I still have it, but you know, I, I don't have it as bad. And I say that God did a complete miracle in my life because um, until I was 13, I was in and out of the hospital, but I haven't been since. So praise God. Praise God. <laughs> so that's just the quick version of the backstory. But then when I was a teenager, um, got involved, you know, just did the no- things normal teenagers did, you know, not tell your parents the whole truth, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, started dating a guy and it turned abusive. Um, he, he was very nasty with me. He pushed me into a locker. Um, but that I kind of blocked that out and people told me about it later. Mm-hmm. So there was, you know, a lot of verbal, a lot of mental abuse, things of that nature. And then I ended the relationship and he ended up stalking me for about six months afterwards. Mm-hmm. Um, then the next guy I dated, things did not go well for that either. Cause I was already broken. You know, I'm a broken girl. I'm 15 years old. I'm like, you know, just looking for love in all the wrong places, dated a guy and there ended up 
a situation where there was a rape involved. Um, and I don't remember the actual act. And I think that's a little bit of God's mercy on me for not having to remember it. But I remember the circumstances in which I woke up, um, which indicate that something had happened and there was more than one person involved. So fast forward, probably a couple months later, I ended up starting to go to church with a friend, um, didn't report anything to anybody at the time. Mm -hmm. And the stalking thing was going on and it was 1990. It was, that was 95. And so there was no stalking laws at that time. You know, he tried to run me over with a car and there was nothing to be done about that because they're like, well, he didn't hit you. And I said, oh, okay. So when he does hit me, I'll call you. Um, you know. Wow. That glad is things crazy. Are, I know. I'm glad things are different now. So um, I ended up starting to go to a local church with my one friend who introduced me to it. Um, became a Christian on June 1st, 1996, baptized on August 18th of 97, um, went hard after God for a long time. And then in 2000, I left the church and after a huge church split. And so I stayed away for quite a long time until 2014, uh, when my grandmother was actively dying. And so around then she was a strong Christian, you know, she was the praying grandma and five devotionals on her counter that she did every single day, along with her Bible reading, and then started going back to church. And then in 2020 or 2019, uh, I went to a conference with a friend. I met this woman, Stephanie, and she was doing this um, class about healing from sexual um, sin or your sexual past. And I was like, okay, I think I need to go to this. So beginning of 2020, I started that journey. And then you know what happened in 2020. Um, but I still continued on that journey. And at the end, there was a soul tie session, like a soul tie breaking that mm -hmm. I did. It's not a one and done. Like it took me about a half hour then, but it's still, you know, things come up and you still have to go through that. Mm -hmm. And I became free from a lot of the things. And like I said, it's still a process. Things still come up. But about a month or so later, uh, I was, I started the anchor by the sword, uh, ministry mm. and it was like the whole, the, the whole thing I'm sitting here in my office or in my library office. And I'm like, okay, this whole thing started to get downloads me. And I was like, I don't understand what you want me to do with this. You want me to start this online? I don't know what I'm doing. Okay. Yeah. Let's just see where it goes. And I had 20 people on the page within five minutes. And now all that, most of that was my friends, you know, gotta love mm -hmm. them. Um, <laughs> but 20 people in five minutes. And I was like, okay, yeah. this is something. So I kind of like, you know, misstepped and flip-flopped through the first year. And then one of my best friends, the one who invited me to church initially when I was 16 said, hey, how about you start a podcast? And I was like, no. Yeah. Because I always say no first. I'm always mm -hmm. like that, like with God and with most things, not with a lot of things, but you know, when it comes to taking steps like that. And I was like, nah, I'm not going to do that. Well, then the February, January or February after that, one of my friends was online and she started a uh, discussion about, are you ready to start your podcast? Mm -hmm. And then I ended up winning podcasting equipment and I'm like, okay, I got the hit. So <laughs> in March of 2021, started the podcast and been going ever since. And 
because I have experienced freedom and I continue to work through things and continue to gain more and more freedom, I loved hearing stories. I want people to have a chance to be able to come on and tell their own freedom stories. And the other thing that came into play intersecting, like the whole first season is all my friends and, you know, the people I do real life with. And it was really cool to have all of them on there. And I still continue to have that on here as well. But I also have a love of books and y'all can't see it, but I got a library behind me. Like I mm-hmm. love books. I've been a reader since, I mean, people were seeing, seeing spot run. I was reading babysitter Club. I have been a reader my whole life. I love reading. And I was always interested in hearing about the backstories of authors. I've been Mm -hmm. on launch team since 2016. And so I always loved being a part of that process. And so I kind of started asking some of my online friends if they would come on. And then through the NRB Spark Conference that we did in 2022, I ended up meeting more people and it's just kind of really gone cray cray since like I've been able to intersect, you know, my love of talking, my love of uh, reading, my mm-hmm. love of getting people's stories heard and just kind of combined it all. And it's been so cool to watch. So cool to see what God's done with it and what he continues to do with it. And now I'm actually writing my first book. And it's just, that's crazy too. Cause my, I shouldn't say my first book. My first book was on construction paper with pictures, tape and string. So (laughs) this will be the first one that will get published in a real way. (laughs) Yeah, that's really exciting. And I love how God has taken your love for reading because you love books so much and that you're going to write and that is going to help people. And I also love how you call our stories freedom stories Mm -hmm. because I always like to say our stories connect us and the way you are able to have people on to share their stories Mm -hmm. because really oftentimes people need just to know that someone's listening and someone cares and you do that on your show and you know when you were going through all of your backstory and the things that have happened to you uh there are so many that will probably listen to your story and say wow that happened to me Mm -hmm. and they didn't really even know what to call it you know like didn't even really realize that they were abused Mm -hmm. and what it looks like. Cause you had the, the physical and the verbal and then you were stalked and all of those things uh, that happened to you. But like you were saying, you know, God is using all of it Mm -hmm. and he redeems all of it Mm -hmm. so that we can use it for his glory and to help other people. So I love that you are doing that, but it is awesome too, because it gives permission for anyone who's gone through something traumatic like that to really say, hey, you know, this this is not right. This mm-hmm. is not okay. And it's okay if I'm not okay. Right, right. And help. the thing is, too, mm-hmm. is that when when the thing happened and when things started coming back to my mind when I was going through all of this, mm-hmm. it was like, you know, some people will be like, well, how can you say this happened because you don't remember the actual act? I'm like, no, no, 
if you would understand things and what, what I came out of, you would understand Mm -hmm. why I'm like, you know what, that's, that's God's mercy. And I've always, I've also told him, I said, you know what, God, if you ever think I need to remember this, then you better Mm -hmm. be ready for me. Because I don't want to remember it. Yeah. Um, it was enough so, for what you already know at this right. point. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And I was like, okay, that was a long time ago. And so it's like, okay, when you were saying about that, it's okay to not be okay. You know what? You know, God is good and he gives us so many good things, including Christian counselors to help us to walk through things. And that's one thing that I have talked about a lot on my podcast with my uh, listeners and with the people that have come on is how important it is to know yourself and know when you need that extra help and know when that there's people out there for you, that the people that are in your daily life are not always meant to shoulder every single thing that you have because they can't. Because they got to shoulder their own stuff. So they can't shoulder what you have to. And that's why there's other people around, you know, God first counseling. And if you do need to be on medication, that's okay too. You know, I mean, there's a stigma with that, but you know what? And I'm really glad that some of that stigma is starting to go away. Yes, it is important. You know, we're, we're here having a human experience and not all human experiences are going to be good. So, you know, you need to be able to know that it's okay to ask for help and that there's people out there and people who've been on my podcast, people have come on and talked about some really intense issues. You know, we've had people that have talked about abortions. We talk about um, people who have had addictions. We've talked about all kinds of things on the podcast that people have come out of. And they're such brave individuals for giving me the honor to be able to help facilitate and be a conduit for their story. And Mm -hmm. that's been something I've been so grateful for. And yeah, that's precious because it's, it's like these jewels that you're entrusted with, you know, something Mm -hmm. very important and precious and God Mm -hmm. sees it all, knows it all. Mm -hmm. And he brings us together in that. And you were talking earlier about being on a lot of book launch teams, and that's the teams where we help other authors mm-hmm. or, you know, really it's bloggers, writers, friends, anyone mm-hmm. can join these teams and it helps get the word out about the book and you can write reviews and be involved in that. And it's mm-hmm. really cool to have those kind of connections. And also when you were saying earlier that the first like 20 people that, jumped on board when you started this ministry well they know lots of other people too Mm -hmm. so when we think about the domino effect we can look at it I was at a conference the Christian Communicators Conference it's awesome and Mm -hmm. it was really good and we were talking about so many things and Cheryl Lutz did a devotion and she was talking about not despising small things mm-hmm. and how God can do such huge things out of small beginnings. Mm-hmm. And it's, you know, that was really a great reminder. So it kind of clicked when you said that as well. Mm-hmm. So going into this now, you're writing this book. Mm-hmm. And what do you hope that the person that reads this book is going to find? It all goes back to you're not alone. 
whatever you're going through, you're not by yourself. You will feel, you feel like you're the only person who has gone through things. Like I've also had Mm -hmm. a journey of infertility. And so when you have those type of journeys and they're not talked about a lot, you feel like you're alone. And it's with the book, I want people to realize that they are not alone, that through through the continuation of people's stories and the reading of those stories and the connecting back to the podcast and all the things that are involved in it, that they will not only realize that they are not alone, that somebody has been there, but then they'll also go back to God's word and mm-hmm. go back to the verses that we talk about and get understanding, get um, clarity, and also just be able to breathe and rest and know that mm-hmm. God's got them. And it's hard, but just keep on pushing through. What a great message and reminder and encouragement that nobody is really alone. But like Mm -hmm. you said, it could feel that way. Mm -hmm. And I'm so glad, too, that you feel it's so important to talk about things that have in the past had a stigma attached, Mm -hmm. you know, where people felt not really so safe saying things. And even in church, you know, especially Mm -hmm. in church sometimes, because they feel like, well, I need to have it all together, or I mean, I need to at least look like I have it all together. Right. And that can get really exhausting and can cause a lot of anxiety trying mm-hmm. to cover up things in the past that you don't want to come out. What has been one of the most impactful episodes on your show that you can think of? I know it's like thinking, you know, which is, which is your favorite <laughs> We're not talking about favorite. We're talking about impactful. <laughs> Sometimes it's hard to choose because all of our guests are amazing. But mm-hmm. is there maybe one or two that really resonated with your audience and helped a lot of people? Mm-hmm. Um, one of them, my top episode is still one of my friends. And her episode is, like I said, it's been number one since it came out. Like it's been the top episode. And... So her story, um, her name's Gail. Her story is, you know, it's just hit home for so many people. My one friend, she did her episode. She was number three. And her and I, I mean, her husband and her were supportive of me from day number one. So getting to hear some of her story was fantastic. And there's honestly going to be a follow up to that at some point whenever she's ready, because some things have transpired since. Um, So there'll be some follow ups on that one. I, you know, it's so hard. Um, It really is, you know, it really is. Yeah. And there's, there's some that haven't come out yet. Mm -hmm. That, um, were ones I really needed to hear at the times I needed to hear it. And Mm -hmm. those are coming up in either season 11 or season 12, depending on the count. But yeah, they've, those have just been fantastic episodes as well. So yeah, it's like I said, it's really hard. And we've had men on the show too, because we, when Mm -hmm. I started this, I thought it was just going to be women. Yeah. But God. (laughs) starting at the conference I started interviewing men and Mm -hmm. um you know I have about a 15% male base um Mm -hmm. that listen consistently so I mean that's been surprising yeah like I wasn't expecting that because really there's a lot of things that 
happen in our lives Mm -hmm. and the stories that we tell. Like maybe you have a guest on or even your own story, you know, Mm -hmm. talking about abuse and even the rape situation that happened. There are males out there who were the rapists, you know, that Mm -hmm. have done these things to girls. And, you know, there's oftentimes those that are kind of just brushed off, Mm -hmm. like, oh, it's just boys being boys or whatever, you know, and it wasn't really ever pressed or anything. Mm -hmm. So there are likely a lot of men out there that are struggling with something like that from their past. And I think these stories are healing to hear that there is forgiveness Mm -hmm. through Christ. And I think that's really important that you share that. So what are there things that you uh, do with your ministry for Anchored by the Sword? The podcast has been the main focus for like the last year and a half. So I know I get ready to go on vacation this week. Thank goodness. Mm -hmm. Um, So I want to take some time while I'm there to really kind of refocus. Like I do reviews for things as well, like books and um, Bible reviews. I do those things as well. And one of the things I also love doing, I love connecting people. Connection, Mm. connectiveness is one of my strengths on Strength Finder. I think it's number two. Mm. And so I love connecting people with good materials to use Mm -hmm. to help them with their Bible study to help them in their walk. So I also connect people through the website with different companies that I've used that I found extremely beneficial. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's some updates with that to come. Yeah, it's it's kind of a process right now because like I said, the podcast has been the focus for so long, but I'm also um, open to start speaking. Um, yeah. I've spoken at a couple of different events locally. So mm-hmm. I'm looking at um, doing more of that like I said, in the writing process and just seeing where God takes it. Yeah. I love how you have that gift to connect people and connect people to resources that they need, Mm -hmm. because that is a really important part of ministry. And what would you say like for your, your gifting, what areas are you gifted in? I think, I think one of the areas is, is that when it comes to people's stories, Mm -hmm. I don't judge. Like I've heard a lot of stories over time and I used to be very, very judgy. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Like I can admit, like when I first became a Christian (laughs) in the late nineties, it was fire brimstone. Like you're going to hell, Mm -hmm. like look out, like change your ways. But now (laughs) it's like, I've heard and lived so much life, you know, I'm 44. Mm -hmm. And so I have a lot, I'm, I'm a work in progress as we all are. But I do have a little bit more like forgiveness or just ability to look past things Mm -hmm. than what I used Mm -hmm. to. Um, Like I said, we already talked about the fact that I love to connect people. So that's one of my giftings. Um, And I also just love to talk with people and love to speak with people and, you know, love to teach people and just letting people know again that they're not alone. Yeah. And teaching is a, an awesome gift to mm-hmm. have, you know, having the gift of teaching. When you were talking about, you know, connecting and all of that, and then you have the gift of teaching, you know, you're using these gifts, which is so important. And the heart of Fierce Calling, too, is 
to encourage, inspire, and challenge others to use their gifts to impact the world for Christ. And -hmm. sometimes people aren't sure what their gifts are, but Mm -hmm. they, you know, there's assessments and things like that. Right. Oftentimes people see things Mm -hmm. in someone and they, or they feel like when they're doing something, they're operating in their gifting and it's like this is my wheelhouse like this is Mm -hmm. this is what I'm supposed to be doing and it's not always easy but it is something that feels right and and that you're drawn to so I think that's cool and encouraging people because Mm -hmm. you do encourage others and lift them up you know in ways that they can serve and love and when you were talking earlier about how you at one time thought of yourself as being a little judgy. And I think we probably could all say that at one time or another, you know, Mm -hmm. that we have been that way. And it's just really sweet to move toward having that good balance of grace and truth. Mm -hmm. We're not going to always be perfect at it, but Jesus was perfect at it, but we can do the grace and the truth Mm and all it being in love, you know, especially once we, build relationships with people and they know that it's coming from a place of love and a place of care, compassion, concern. And, you know, it's not like you say, fire and brimstone all the time. Well, and there are something, there are some (laughs) things like when you're speaking truth, there are certain things like you need to speak truth about. Like there are certain things like, for instance, like human trafficking, we're just, that's just wrong. Like Mm -hmm. you just don't, that's, there's nothing right about it. So when you're speaking about things, about issues like that, it's like, okay, there's, there's not going to be much grace behind that. There's going to be some, but Mm -hmm. when it comes to the actual what's going on, oh no, like, we're just going to say what it is. But then when, like I said, when you're also hearing people's stories, people coming out of that and people Mm -hmm. coming out of those situations you're not talking to them in the same manner you would if you were talking to the person who did it. You're, you know, you're so true. You have, you have to look at each situation and be situationally aware when you're communicating with other people as to how you're going to do that. And I've seen people that have done it and continue to do it so well. Mm -hmm. And even people in my community and just the way they do it. So, cause you know, you don't want to water down the truth. Because that's a problem, you know, do that and dilute God's word, you know, what he says in his word. And it's really loving others when we tell them the truth. Sometimes Mm -hmm. they might not want to accept it at the time, but, Mm -hmm. you know, the Lord can do a mighty work and the Holy Spirit can change hearts and transform. Mm -hmm. And so just being obedient is what we're called to do, right? Exactly. (laughs) Share what we're supposed to share and do what we're supposed to do and you know, in love and, and help other people to be encouraged to walk in the calling that they have. So this has been such a great communication here between us talking about those things that you were wanting to get through to others when you serve them, because it comes to down to serving. And I know also, Mm -hmm. oftentimes people may think that they should only ever be served. <laughs> right. So coming from a servant's heart, I mean, that's what Jesus did. And mm-hmm. we want to be more and more like him. So is there anything that you would really want to leave the listener with right now? Someone who's listening, maybe someone who might be struggling. 
Yeah, absolutely. Number one, you're not alone. Number two, just start taking the next step. Don't try. If you're like me, you will try and plan all these things out and you will try a list for the whole rest of the year and you will try and do all this stuff. No, don't overwhelm yourself with that. Just literally take the next step. Like, cause there are some days where that's all you can do. Like all you can do is to get up and shower, like just get up and shower, you know, just do the next thing and just, you know, stay in contact with God, just like stay in his word. And I know we all need encouragement with that because none of us are perfect at that, Mm -hmm. but just stay in contact and, you know, really dig in and dive into what he's got for you because he's got something so good for you on the other side that you know, he doesn't want you to miss. And if you don't, if you're not obedient in what he's already given you in the small things that he's given you, he's not going to give you the next step. He's not going to give you the big things because, you know, you're not moving and you're not growing. Mm -hmm. So yeah, just like I said, just keep doing the next thing and keep listening for his voice. Yeah. That is great wisdom from the Lord right there. Just doing the next thing. Because sometimes, depending on the season we're in, things can be just so overwhelming. Mm-hmm. And just thinking of it as one step forward, it just kind of is more like, you know, we could take it in more bite-sized pieces. <laughs> so I love that so much. And let us know, how can the listener connect with you and find your podcast and get any updates on what's going on with the book writing? Absolutely. So what you can do is you can go to my website, anchoredbythesword.org, and you can sign up for the email list on the website. And that is where I'm doing a lot of the book writing updates is through my email. And so come join the list, you know, um, There may be some things coming down the line when it comes to around the book writing, when it's getting ready to launch. So we have to see about that. But (laughs) again, next right step. Mm -hmm. So also come follow me on Instagram at Anchored by the Sword Podcast. Um, I'm on Facebook under Gina Fox and our page is Anchored by the Sword. Mm -hmm. Um, The podcast is available wherever you listen to podcasts, Spotify, Apple, edify all the different places wherever you want to listen iHeartRadio, it's out there so come on over come listen to some amazing stories and gain the encouragement you need to continue on your journey great those are awesome next right steps <laughs> that people can take <laughs> so check that out and reach out to gina i know she'd love to hear from you and i would love to have you back on the show again sometime oh anytime doris this has been so much fun It has been really fun. Yeah, I'm looking forward to, you know, the book coming out and all that. And then we can maybe have more to talk about with your book. So that'll be cool. Awesome. (laughs) All right, friend. Well, thank you so much. And we will talk soon. Absolutely. You're welcome. Have a great day, guys. Thank you for listening to this episode that is part of the Spark Media Network that can now be heard on the Edify app.